All right, what's going on, Facebook? And uh, welcome to our Instant Reaction podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Of course, you're watching us on Facebook Live as well. We say hello to all of you. Before we get into Iowa State's 38-14 victory over the West Virginia Mountaineers today, I want to take this moment to thank our sponsors, Carl Chevrolet. You can find Carl Chevrolet at The Rock in Ankeny and also over there in Stewart. New used vehicles, certified pre-owned. Check them out, Carl Chevrolet. Also, our friends at the McFarland Clinic, great sponsors of what we're doing here at Cyclone Fanatic. I saw Dr. Warmy on the sideline today. They are the doctors that work on the Cyclones, so they can work on you too. The McFarland Clinic in Ames and the Iowa State University Bookstore is on with us this year. Um, remember, every dime that you spend at the Iowa State University Bookstore, it stays on campus, and that's very important. So we thank them uh, for sponsoring. They've got great selection. I don't know if you guys have been in there lately, but it's really awesome. And um, it's, it's a phenomenal place to go and shop for your Cyclone clothing. So here we go, Iowa State University Bookstore. Iowa State beats West Virginia today 38-14. to 14. <laughs> So, like, the obvious, like, go-to talking point from this one is Brees Hall. Iowa State finally has a running back really stand out. We've been looking for this throughout the season. Brees Hall, the freshman, comes in and gets 26 carries today for 132 yards, three touchdowns. More importantly, he averaged 5.1 yards per carry. And it came on a day where Iowa State needed it. Iowa State um, was down... Greg Eisworth defensively today, maybe the MVP of the defense so far this year. It's a huge loss. Ryan Vance gets nicked up early on. Looked like a concussion potentially. You're already down Jaquan Bailey. On the road, Iowa State had to be able to establish a consistent running game. And that's exactly what Hall and the offensive line allowed them to do today averaging again 5.1 yards per carry i haven't looked at the time of possession yet but it greatly favored iowa state and yep 36 to 23 again you keep your defense fresh you're having to you know get into that depth of that defense which those guys were great by the way i think they forced four turnovers total three turnovers that is 14 points off of turnovers for iowa state but um the the point being when you're down all those guys you don't want them on the field the whole game and Iowa State's offense with the ability to move the chains, the ability to keep the clock going. Brock Purdy was pretty consistent, 19 for 30, 229 yards. He had a touchdown. He did throw an interception. That one wasn't his fault. Kenny Nwangu kind of bobbled a pass, and it was a pick six, and that was a really tough deal. But, yeah, Iowa State's defense, if you if you factor that in, only gave up seven points today without all of those guys. So it was a really good effort. Um, of course, Iowa State knocked out Austin Kendall, uh, West Virginia's starting quarterback, knocked him out of the game early. But nonetheless, uh, really, uh, I didn't think Iowa State played well at all. Uh, the first half, I thought it was one of their worst halves 
of the season, and they roll out and score 24 unanswered points to really establish their dominance over a team that they were much better than. We thought all week long that Iowa State had this sort of an edge over West Virginia, at least I did. Um, You know, Neil Brown, what he's doing there, I've said a lot this week. It reminds me of Campbell's first year where they're just not quite there yet. And and this is what good teams do. You kind of just step on the throat and you dominate somebody. And it was great to see Iowa State do that today. Shout out to LaMichael Petway. I thought he was fantastic. He averaged 10 yards per reception, had a career high eight receptions and 81 yards. He was really big on third downs for Iowa State. Cyclones were bad on third down early in the game, but ended up converting on six of 14, which was key in that second half to kind of you know keep the clock moving. As we talked about, 5.1 yards per play for the Cyclones, five for five in the red zone. But you know um, the final takeaway I have from it before we you know kind of take a break here, and then we'll really dig into the analysis after this is. It's just um, this is the second game in a row, or second road game in a row, I should say, where you don't come out of the gates well, which is that can happen sometime. You want to be you want to be locked in from the beginning. The Iowa State wasn't today. Um, they weren't against Baylor either, but both times you've seen the team kind of fight through adversity to really finish the game strong. They were rewarded for it today. Again, 24 unanswered points in the second half. Um, and we're nearly rewarded for it at Baylor. But it's a gutty football team. Uh, Matt Campbell's been talking to us about that for for months now. And, it, and it's good to see it, you know, kind of on the road when you're in a tough spot. Um, you know, you don't really get phased. I, I give Campbell credit for that. I give Brock Purdy credit for that. Um, but none, nonetheless, it was just uh, just an impressive win. That's what you got to do, man. You've got to step on the throat of somebody you're better than. And so many times we've seen Iowa State be better than other teams and not be able to, you know, land the knockout punch. Iowa State landed the knockout punch early and often today, and that's so impressive to me. And that's a good win. That's a really good win. I'm not going to chalk it up, and we're not going to celebrate it too much because West Virginia, I don't think, is a very good football team. But with the circumstances surrounding the injuries, it's a tough road game and a tough road environment. And, you know, I just, I just like the fact that they kept their foot on the gas. That was really a, really a, a big deal to me to watch them be able to do that. thought the offensive line was good again today. Really, there's been one game this year where that group hasn't performed and that would be the the Baylor game. Maybe Northern Iowa, although I I think that there was more scheme problems in in Northern Iowa than it was just the offensive line, whatever. We can rehash that after the season. Point being, I'm I'm giving those guys a lot of credit without Colin Newell. He was not back today. I did see he was suited up, did not play. Um, That group continues to improve uh, as we look forward to a tough road trip to Texas Tech next week. Don't know what the score is right now, but Tech was giving Baylor everything that it wanted in Waco. It looked like Baylor was going to end up winning that football game, but Texas Tech's good. That's a team where um, they're probably a little ahead of where West Virginia's at. They didn't... It's weird. Neither one of those teams had like a complete rebuild after losing Cliff Kingsbury and Dana Holgerson, but I think Tech probably was more set up to win this year than West Virginia was, and Matt Wells a really good football coach, so that'll be a tough game coming up. I don't expect Iowa State to be a double-digit favorite in that one as they were today in Morgantown. One other note that I took, and I, I thought it was interesting, Iowa State had the one field goal today, and it was um, Narverson, the 
the I don't even know what grade he is. I think he's a sophomore now, or maybe he redshirted last year. He'd be a redshirt freshman. He was the kicker today, and and, and he made it. Um, 30-some yards, I'm not even sure. It's not that important of a statistic when you win 38-14, to 14, but I think it's notable um, the, just the fact that Iowa State apparently has moved on from Connor Asali and um, changed up um, its kicking situation. So that's something to keep an eye on as we move forward um, down the season. I wasn't feeling very good about that kicking game, and um, uh, Narverson punched it right through the uprights today. So that was a good thing to see as well. All right, that's your Instant Reaction Podcast. We appreciate it. Y'all have a good night uh, wherever you're watching from. Thanks to our sponsors, Carl Chevrolet, the McFarland Clinic, and, of course, our friends at the Iowa State University Bookstore. More content on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network coming up. Rob Gray will have a recap from today's game at CycloneFanatic.com. Thanks for watching on Facebook Live. Thanks for listening on the Podcast Network. Network.